Alright, what am I doing here? Alright, here we go. You and your crummy comic books, that's all you ever think about. They're comics, you ass! Tell me how comic books make you feel, Dave. Well, it'll make me feel too good. A couple of times you read a comic book, it you up. The real question is this. Are comic books good, or are they not good? This comic book describes a sexual aberration so shocking that I couldn't mention even the scientific term on television. I think there ought to be a law against them. Tonight I'm going to show you why. Sorry about that. Oh, my bad. I was I was getting a drink and I figured that between the opening bit, the theme song and the Bionic 6 would uh, kind of carry me through. Uh, I I'm not I'm not quite prepared. I, I really apologize. Come here, Boo. Come on. Got to get the dog in my lap so it doesn't start barking. Uh, you've made enough guest appearances on this show, dog. Let me tell you that. Oh, wow. That was that was really foolish of me. I have been so scatterbrained this week. I mean, really scatterbrained. I have just been 
all over the map um, mentally. And once again, I blame work because it's always work's fault. It's back to school season. And since I am a manager at a big box office supply store, that means it's been busy, busy, want to kill those screaming brats that are coming into my store and messing everything uh, You get the picture. <sighs> In any case, I'm kind of glad to have the Bionics 6 theme on my computer, and, and not just so I can use it to distract you so that I can get a drink. Uh, I loved that show. I really did. It didn't age well. Or at least what I have seen on YouTube didn't age well. But that show was one of the last animated toy tie-in shows that I watched when I was a kid. And I was all about that theme song, that opening sequence, because it was the 80s, and opening sequences were always better animated than the actual episodes themselves. The action figures were cool, too. They were a mix of plastic and die-cast metal, I guess to simulate the bionics or whatnot, but they were heavy little things, and you could seriously injure a friend if you had tried. I only had Karate 1, because, well, it was at the tail end of my action figure collecting. Uh, that was a lie. I mean, I look up, and I see about 20 or so figures. So yeah, that was not quite the truth. It was at the tail end of me getting action figures to play with, and not put on the shelf or on top of the desk. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey everybody, welcome back to Views from the Long Box. I am your host, Michael Bailey. And this is episode 48 of the show, and was supposed to be for June 23rd, 2008, but my work schedule got in the way again, so while I am indeed recording this episode on the 24th, you won't hear it until the 25th. So yeah, late again. My bad. Uh, It's just me this time out. After a plethora of guests, I am once again solo podcasting. And I have to say that sharing the mic is so much easier. Oh my god. The prep time is cut down in like half, because most of the time, all I have to do is just assemble a few notes and let the conversation carry the show when I have somebody on with me. And editing isn't all that hard either. I open up Audacity, because I am a Luddite when it comes to recording software, and just kind of cut and paste what I don't... Well, cut. I don't paste it, because that would be stupid and cut out what I don't want, which is kind of fun. Uh, There are times when I can actually tell where I made the cut, and there are others where it goes so smoothly I just want to spike a football or something. And the only thing that stops me, outside of not having a football in the house, is that it was an accident, and I'm glad that it worked out, but I can't take any personal satisfaction because I'm fairly certain I couldn't do it again to save my life. The fact that the show turns out as good as it does most of the time, at least as far as the audio goes, is something of a minor miracle. I'm learning as I go, but... eh. Uh, Before I really get into it, not that there is anything really specific to get into this week, I want to give a shout-out, as they say, to my buddy Garrett, who I speak to on a frequent basis at Titan Games and Comics. He is a regular listener to the show, which never ceases to amaze me. But more than that, Garrett and I never seem to run out of things to talk about, whether it be comics, movies, television, and such. And he's a really good guy. So 
Garrett, thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for the DVDs you've burned for me, and even light-scribed things on the top. That was that was really awesome. <sighs> Stop snoring, boo. It's been an interesting few weeks. I have finally gotten around to getting a few things done around the fortress. My comics are finally filed, which took me several days. Now, that may sound like a long time, but if I had started first thing in the morning on the first day and worked straight through, it would have been done in only one. Uh, but, you know, which how everything worked out, I had to kind of piecemeal it. I think, I think it took me about eight hours or so, not counting all the ba- bagging I had to do. A few lessons were learned in the process, the main one being don't let nine months go between putting the damn things away, and second, if you're going to let nine months go between putting the damn things away, don't buy so much crap. Oh, God, I was hip-deep in Spider-Man back issues, which isn't bad, but God, they certainly pile up. And third, man, I have got to chill out on buying those back issues. Which I already have, actually. I have cut way back on my comic book spending, and still more cutting to come, but I might get that to that in an episode or two. Uh, the recent comic purchases have been uh, kind of piling up in a different way lately. I'm not reading them as soon as I buy them like I used to, so weeks can go by without me going through my purchases. I finally sat down and read Final Crisis number 1 and 2. Where the hell did that come from? Uh, give, give me a second here. I just gotta... Well, let's see. Uh, well, um, seems I still have a bit of that program that... Um, it's okay, boo. Seems like I still have a bit of that program uh, that I had to defeat a couple months ago. Uh, I'll have to look into that later. Anyways, I read Final Crisis number one and two. Huh, nothing. Good. And uh, I sat down and read Final Crisis Requiem. Damn it! Oh, man, come on! Oh, crap. Uh, Anyways, those books really aren't thrilling me. Neither is Trinity, which is kind of a disappointment. The Superman books have been pretty solid lately, which is good. And Green Ra- Green Lantern and Justice Society of America remain the awesome. Secret Invasion has been... Well, it's been good, but it's not grabbing me like I thought it would. The crossover issues of New Avengers and Mighty Avengers have been excellent, though, as has been Avengers the Initiative. But I don't know if it's enough to stick around for another four months or not. I also watched, while it was free, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog and was thoroughly entertained. This is a quasi-comic book-related thing, as it has to do with a supervillain and a superhero, so I feel justified in talking about it here, which I could do anyways because it's my damn show. I was thoroughly impressed by the whole thing from beginning to end, though the opening number from Act 3 was probably my favorite, though I have to say that the last number from Act 2 was probably the best one. So I guess this goes under the heading of a Views from the Long Box Recommends, or something crappy like that. I bought the Flash Companion yesterday. 
If you've been following the show for the last few months, you'll remember that I had Keith Dallas, writer and editor of The Flash Companion, on the show for two episodes. I've gotten to read a little bit of it, and so far it is good, But I, and I am looking forward to the rest. A special thanks to speedforce.org. While I'm at it for posting links to the episodes with Keith Dallas and for just being there for the Flash fans, which is always kind of awesome. Still haven't seen Dark Knight yet. Work schedule has gotten in the way of that particular cinema experience, but I did watch the History Channel's Batman Unmasked, which was a neat little hour of television. If you haven't seen it yet, psychologists and other people who went to college for a real long time, along with the movie people and the comics people, explore what makes Batman and his villains tick, and I was entertained. I also managed to find a copy of a book titled The Many Lives of Batman, which was a scholarly-type endeavor with written by more people who went to college for a really long time, discussing Batman and his place in modern society. Of course, the modern society in question was 1991, so take that for what it's worth. I am just about to start the essays after getting through the endless introductions, and so far it's a decent read, so that should be fun. A lot to read, damn. Um, what else? Oh, I caught up on my podcast listening. I'd fallen behind on many of the casts I listened to, but over the past week or so, that has been all taken care of. I, I haven't mentioned this in quite some time, but there are a few podcasts that I hold near and dear. Uh, Collected Comics Library is one, hosted by Chris Marshall. As the name suggests, this cast is about collected comics, with a solid format of Chris going through a list of upcoming trades, changes in release schedules, the current week's releases, and then tackling some particular subject, character, etc. While I am not interested in the main subject uh, all the time, Chris's commentary is very entertaining and makes it worth the listen. Uh, then there's Two in One Showcase from Comic Stream, another great comic book podcast with a simple concept. Two longtime comic fans jawing over a particular theme. I may not agree with what they have had to say, but they know what they're talking about, and listening to the show has led to some great reads like, you know, Craven's Last Hunt. Uh, I'm sorry, Blake, I, I still can't go down that Archie road. I, I, I tried, it just didn't work out. Lawsuits involved. It just wasn't pretty. Then there's the Unique Geek, which I am a part of. I've had to bow out of the last few podcasts there because, well, I haven't seen the movies they've been talking about, but they're a good bunch. Uh, my semi regular co host, Shag, brought me into that particular group, and it's been a ball for the most part. Uh, speaking of co hosts, or actually guests, I should say, of the show, Brad Douglas is the ringleader for the Spider Man Crawl Space podcast. Uh, despite being on the verge of dropping the Spider-Man books, I like to listen to these guys talk about the wall crawler. Brad, along with Morbius, Spidey Dude, and JR, pick apart the latest issues of Spider-Man and talk about upcoming and old projects, and there's message boards questions. Um, really fun time there. Then there's Radio KAL, the monthly podcast from the Superman homepage. I write for the site, so this is another can't-miss Steve Eunice and Neil Bailey, the guys I had on last week, go over the big news in the world of Superman, as well as play some Man of Steel-related music and other fun bits of business, and actually have an announcement about my involvement with this cast in another week or two, so that should be fun. One podcast that I always look forward to is Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of Geek Out Online. This is hosted by my buddy Big Honkin' Steve, 
Steve talks about all things geek and sometimes has guests like his cousin Jason from ncnblog.com and Derek from Starkville's House of L podcast and I think about 40 others if I'm counting correctly. I'm not quite sure. I'll have to look into that a little harder. But yeah, it seems like Derek and Steve are involved in everything. Subjects uh, on Steve's show range from the latest slew of comic book films, uh, Heroes, Smallville, when the seasons are up, comics, and more recently, The Muppets, which was one of my favorite shows to date. Geek Out Loud is a great podcast, not only because Steve's an entertaining guy, but also because he is genuinely jazzed about the stuff he talks about. At the top and bottom of most episodes, he refers to the show as a safe place for people to geek out, and there is something almost noble about that. I mean, I'm a pretty jaded geek. I tend to down on things. Steve doesn't really do that. And if you want to hear someone being positive about the geek world while still being a lot of fun, then Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of Geek Out Online, is the one for you. Steve's podcast makes for a good segue to something else that occurred to me while I was driving around the other day. On a recent episode of Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, someone wrote into the show telling Steve why he took issue with Steve's choice of Superman as his all-time favorite superhero. The email writer felt that because Superman doesn't get tested physically enough, that he isn't a true hero. Now, I could devote an entire episode to why this guy is wrong. So, so wrong. But it did get me to thinking about something. Being a Superman fan sucks sometimes. Now, I'm not talking about when the Superman books aren't firing on all cylinders, though that can feed into the problem. What I'm talking about is being a fan of a character that everyone knows about and most people respect, but is also not as popular or as well-liked as, say, Batman or Spider-Man. For the majority of my comic book collecting life, I guess you could say, I have usually been the solitary Superman fan in my comic geek circles, and because of this, I've caught an awful lot of crap by people who don't like Superman, or think that he is a goody-goody, or think that he's a Boy Scout, or that he should just be wiping people out, or whatever messed up, half-baked, missing-the-point reason they give for dogging on the Man of Steel. And overall, I'm pretty cool with it. You kind of have to be. I like the character enough to let it go. If people want to try to get at me through my Superman fandom, well, so what? A, a decade ago it would have bothered me, especially with the group I was hanging out at the time. But now, well, it doesn't. And the main reason for that is the conclusion I came to while driving around the other day. You can't convince someone to be a Superman fan. You can hand a person a copy of Dark Knight Returns or Long Halloween, or Killing Joke, or Year One, and that person would probably get Batman. And if you found some major Spider-Man stories, or some major X-Men stories, you could probably do the same thing with those characters. And it's the same with the majority of heroes who have had movies made about them, and the reason for that is that most of those heroes have some level of tragedy involved in their history. Batman's parents were killed, as writers want to remind us of again and again and again. There's a Batman cartoon out there, 
uh, where Batman's like doing his thing, and the only line of dialogue is "My parents were killed" or something like that. Laughed my ass off. Much funnier to read it, by the way, than to listen to me talk about it because I just, I just made it seem like crap. But Batman's parents were killed. Spider-Man blames himself for the death of his uncle. The X-Men are persecuted. Daredevil is blind. The Hulk is about rage. They're accessible on an emotional level because most people can deal with a raw deal or having some profound sense of loss. Superman's not like that. You either get the character or you don't. There is very little middle ground here. And I don't know why that is. I mean, maybe it's because he does the right thing because it is the right thing to do. Some people just can't wrap their heads around that. A lot of people argue, like the guy that wrote in to Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, that he is too powerful, which is a fair point, but I'd like to think that it's what he does with that power that is important. I mean, there are valid arguments on both sides, but that is beside the point. I think it is nigh impossible to convert someone from not liking Superman to being a fan. You can't do missionary work for the Man of Steel. I mean, you could. I I suppose it is possible that you could go from comic shop to comic shop, setting up tents and holding mini-revivals to spread the word of the Man of Steel, but I don't know where that would get you. Besides maybe getting your ass kicked or laughed at, at the very least. So, it never surprises me when someone posts or says negative things about Superman. And I hardly ever have anything to say back because it's not an argument worth having. I mean, I can only beat my head into a brick wall so many times before it just... uh. So I I don't really want to argue the point. Unless, of course, they want to get into the minutiae and then... Oh man, then it's on. It's like me and them going 50 rounds or however many rounds. Floating like a butterfly, stucking like an egg. So, uh, yeah, not too much going on this week. Just catching up. I've been going through the Batman films, which when I get to Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, is uh, that's going to be painful. But a lot of Batman lately. I've been reading mainly Superman um, outside of those two books, but, uh, yeah, I really want to see Dark Knight, and the fact that I haven't yet is really starting to get to me, uh, makes me, makes me feel like I'm missing out on something, but I mean, I mean, there, there's totally valid reasons, I'm an adult now, it's not like, you know, not getting to see a movie on opening weekend is going to ruin my life or anything, you gotta, sometimes you just have to wait for things, but, God, everyone keeps talking about it, and I can't. And again, it was like three weeks before I saw Iron Man, so, eh, eh, there's that. God, I gotta get a nap. Anyways, not too much of an episode this week. I apologize for that. It's, uh, this is pretty much it. It's been that kind of, you know, seven days. I have no idea what next week will bring either, and that's mainly because I'm at a crossroads when it comes to celebrating my 50th podcast. Next week is technically the 50th episode of the show, when you count the zero episode that I foolishly did. But the week after that will be episode 50, and I don't know which one to use as to mark the occasion. Uh, I'm trying to get together with Shag again, 
uh, where I think we actually will be discussing the Batman films, which is why I've been watching them lately. Uh, but the scheduled demon is proving problematic once more. Uh, in any case, something will be here next week, barring family emergencies and acts of God. Uh, plans for future episodes include a, the previous mentioned look at the cinematic examples of Dark Knight. Uh, sometime in late August, a Reign of the Superman episode will be there to commemorate the 15th anniversary of that event. Uh, looking forward to September, i got Dragon Con coming up, so that's going to be fun. And we've got the 20th anniversary of Death in the Family, so I guess I'll have to devote an episode to that. Maybe I'll do that with Shag, too. be a lot of Batman episodes with Shag. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Um, so, stay tuned, or pay attention, or open up your iTunes to catch the show if that's how you subscribe to it. Um, until then, you can check out the home base for the show at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. There you can find the RSS feed, the iTunes link, and all of that jazz. Uh, thanks to Steve Eunice, I have this spiffy new player that allows you to listen to the episode at the blog. Also, it has one of the two avenues of letting me know what you think of the show. You can either comment at the site... Uh, directly under the posts, or email me at michael at viewsfromthelongbox.com. I'm always up for interaction. I've been really bad about not reading emails that I've gotten on the air, uh, so I want to try to get that started again, so go ahead and write on in. I have been posting a bit on my Superman blog at www.fortressofbailytude.com, so check that out. Got some uh, Reign of the Superman plans over there, too. I actually got this whole like multimedia thing planned, so that, that should be fun. And as always, go give both Shag's blog... Shag's blog... Why do you have to have a G at the name of your name, Shag? It's not even your real name, and I know your real name. But I will not reveal it here, because, well, you probably never come on the show again. Shag has a blog at onceuponageek.com, where he talks about all things geek as well. Uh, recently, he put up pictures of a Buck Rogers pop-up book that his wife found for him, so that's cool. And, finally, you know, go check out the site that hosts this show at www.mediagauntlet.com where uh, former guest Ryan writes movie reviews that have to be read to be believed. So go give that a look-see. Views from the Longbox is presented by Fortress of Bailey 2 Productions in association with mediagauntlet.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you next week. You know how a normal person gets up and goes downstairs and eats breakfast and kisses somebody goodbye and goes to a job and, you know. No. No.